0: But
1: here's my point, okay? It's Division I
0: football! Here, it, your murals! And tonight, hey, it was BYOG, bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit. I got more gray hair than I've ever had. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. I've been losing, so, I mean, it ain't been good. So, how about them fucking dogs? That's what I told them. Yeah, we don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs.
2: Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40!
0: And they run through our ass like shit through a
1: tin one man. And we could not stop them. Could not stop them.
2: Congratulations, Zach. Go Tigers!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Week 6, Parlay Like a Champion podcast. The streak of 4-1 and one and victory weeks is over. This week, the Parlay Like a Champion podcast owes our loyal listeners an apology. And given the state of football today... We thought we would bring in a very special guest to give our apology this week.
3: So uh, I just apologize to the team and the staff being a distraction, just stupid, Oregon on the road, never trust the Ducks, never again. So I explained everything that happened and owned it, just stupid. I should not have had myself in that kind of position. Stayed to see the grandkids. We all went out to dinner that night at the restaurant. There's a big group next to a restaurant, they wanted us to come over and take pictures. So I did. They were trying to pull me out on the dance floor, screwing around. I should have left. I apologize again for being a distraction. Coach never be a distraction. Of course, I apologize to my family, Shelly. It's not me. They were upset. I'd also like to apologize for 41 of the 121 players I recruited to the Florida national title team in 2008 for being arrested. Thanks.
1: You thought Urban Meyer left the college football landscape. Maybe he did, but he can't quit Columbus and he can't quit the co-eds. So thank you, Urban, for dropping by the podcast and helping us explain to our listeners that we went two and three last week, not where this podcast wants to be. We did have a couple winners. I think it's important that The Undertaker has a moment of glory on the podcast this week.
4: Wow. Thanks, Jeff. Didn't know I was going to get this. But uh, yeah, 21 first quarter points for Georgia. A lot of people texting me saying runs over, under, you suck. Uh, I don't know if anyone had saw Arkansas with the ball at that point, but they hadn't gained one yard when I was getting those texts in from people about how the over was done. Or sorry, the under was done. Anyway, covered by, I think, 11 points. So the streak is alive. The under is alive. Uh, stay tuned for a little later. May have another for you. Who where, knows
1: where? Where could Matt possibly go this week? We will have to find out. We have one wait. other per- one other person on this podcast who I would like to for- personally extend an apology. I was asked last week as the podcast was wrapping up which pick I thought would ruin the the parlay. Guess what? My pick didn't hit, but this person's did. Josh, you have a moment here to bask in the glory of Kansas State covering against Oklahoma.
0: Um, probably. The craziest backdoor, like maybe ever that I've been a part of uh, the line was 12 and a half Kansas State was down 13 with a minute left and then ran the ball back on the next kickoff 99 yards probably did not deserve the cover. Um, but that's not what matters so Jeff your apology is accepted. Um, pretty electric cover like we had already lost the the group parlay, but I watched that live and I was beyond jacked up.
1: That was pretty cool. Big time kickoff return for Kansas state. They cover again, constantly a thorn in Oklahoma's side constantly. And as Matt Bechtel has already pointed out his apology. Well, I should say Urban Meyer. What am I doing? Covers Mark, myself and Matt this week, Oregon minus eight. Do not cover at Stanford. West Virginia minus seven. Do not cover it against Texas Tech. And Texas TCU over 65 comes up woefully short after a game of field goals in the first half. Uh, disappointing week for the podcast, pretty solid week in college football overall. Any immediate takeaways for anybody across our slate of games or really the college football landscape?
3: Yeah, Jeff, how about a convincing Michigan win on the road yes. at Camp Randall? How about that wow. one? Huh?
1: Thank you for kicking it back to me. Yes, that was fun. <laughs> That was fun. You were all over the Wolverines. I feel like you have the opportunity to bask in this bet because it was a B pick. You wanted to make your A pick, but given podcast rules, you ended up with it as your B pick and the Wolverines covered handily.
3: Yeah. I mean, they just, they showed some stones on the road. I mean, they, they played a full complete game. I mean, if you're watching that game and you're on them, I mean, it, it's just, you know, you're never really in, in danger there. I mean, their, their offense offense, Wisconsin's offense looks terrible, terrible. And Michigan's, Looking good this year, man. I'm we'll hey, optimistic.
2: Jeff Jeff, given the schedule, the remaining schedule for the Wolverines, would you consider now at this point, after me saying for a few weeks now that I love Michigan this year and they look like a different team, would you consider placing a bet on them to make the playoffs at this point? At I think it's I think I saw earlier it's like plus three forty to make the playoffs for Michigan.
1: Plus 340. That's it. No, I would not place that bet. That is not enough value at all. I, I I will say, I think this week, which we'll touch on an alma mater picks, this Nebraska is was not good. They have definitely righted the ship to a certain extent. Night game, very stinky line. That's yeah, an interesting kind, one. We'll kind
2: about. of a kind of a tough spot for Michigan that. this week.
1: Big time trap coming off a, a juiced game like Wisconsin. But, Matt, thank you very much for the moment to bask in the glory of the Wolverines. Winning in Camp Randall for the first time since 2001. As a Michigan fan, these moments have been few and far between. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful for this podcast to give me a moment to bask in that. Um, across the rest of the landscape, Alabama shellacks Ole Miss. Georgia, as as Rob already pointed out, puts the brakes on Arkansas. Zero points. How many yards did they have? Does anyone know Arkansas might not have eclipsed 100 yards of offense? I can get
2: it. I'm looking right now, it
4: it was more than that, but
2: (laughs) gross. They did did show a little bit of heart. They didn't have any points to show for it, but like, you know, that game was over early and they kind of hung around. Yeah. I
4: thought it was hilarious, but like they were never coming back from that, but they started playing defense themselves.
2: Right. Right.
4: Which was big for the under. I was thankful for.
2: Yeah. And it's big for future Arkansas games. They've got a big game this week again. Yep. Yeah. Playing and the loser
1: of the Alabama Ole Miss. Yeah. I
2: still think that they're a program on the rise, whether, if, you know, getting shut out yeah. by Georgia is nothing to, you know, fold up shop about.
3: Yeah. Can we talk about Traylon Smith? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you guys see how he responded to that? Uh, what was it? The tweet that went out about Georgia, how they... They said, I don't care if it's New England Patriots. They're not getting in our end zone. And then Traylon Smith, like, sent some sort of emoji back. And then, like, his stat line for the day, three carries, four yards. <laughs>
2: yep. No Zero.
3: Bad.
0: And literally zero points. Literally no The
4: dumbest thing you could do, probably. Like, why? Yeah, like, I don't, just wait. I, wait till after the game.
0: I've never understood those quick Twitter fingers. Like, yeah. it's, it's just like, you know that an outlet's going to catch it. You know there's a – at least a 50% chance it's going to bite you in the ass. I don't really get it. I
3: mean, as a former washed up jock, I'll say that, like, when you're 18 to 22 years old, full of testosterone, like, the number one thing you have to have going into a game like that is belief in yourself. So, but it's still, you know, it's, it's stupid. It's bulletin board material. My
4: biggest takeaway is uh, let Cincinnati in the playoff, baby. Oh, a
1: big one. All right. Big take
2: on this. Well,
4: if they go 12, if, if they get, if they go 12 and 0, how do they get
2: screwed out of it? Well, Georgia if they and the problem, people. the problem, Rob, is that the American is so bad this yeah, year. They're not,
4: they're not good, but like, let's just say Notre Dame, you know, what do they lost one game? Let's just say Notre Dame finishes 10 and 2, which is, would be a good win for them. It would be. So one big 10 team is going to get in, and you'd have to assume the Pac 12s out. ACC's ACC is probably definitely out, out, assuming yeah. Wake Alabama, doesn't
0: on the table. Yeah, Alabama, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma. And a Big Ten team. And so, they need, right. They, also
3: play, they play SMU at the end of the year. And if SMU isn't ranked, they, they no longer have another game on their schedule. Let's say beat, if Virginia Tech beats Notre Dame. Like, is Notre Dame that good? So, like that, that's no. their, their win oh, for the resume. Direct shot. Direct shot at the Hokies. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, if, if the Hokies beat Notre Dame, is Notre Dame good? Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: I think we could say Notre Dame's not Notre Dame's not Notre Dame. That much so is like,
4: does a one loss Big 12 team get in over? Does like let's just say Texas runs the table, one loss against Arkansas. Do they get in over Cincinnati? Probably, right?
2: I you mean, think. well, an und- an undefeated Oklahoma or Texas would. Well, yeah, but, but Texas already just, has one loss. So no, Texas yeah,
4: Texas, sorry. Texas, lost Texas or- runs the table.
2: Yeah, I think one lost Texas or undefeated Oklahoma would get that four seed, assuming like Alabama, Georgia, and let's, I mean, pick between Iowa, Penn State, or Ohio State, like one of those three teams. You know, that's your four right there, and Cincinnati is left out again and just praying for an 18 playoff to start. Sucks,
4: but it was a pretty good win for them.
0: That Oregon Oregon loss uh, to Stanford was just – Talk about a shakeup awesome so awesome yeah, so just yeah, really it really opens opens things up like wide open for the playoff right
1: and the and the parlay was that, already dead so we weren't rooting
3: against you Bechtel, for the record no I, I understand that i mean i was pissed at oregon the entire time i i said at one point i think i sent in the text the, the group text i said if you're gonna lose just lose by 21 like I, i'd rather be so wrong than that it doesn't even matter but that last drive where they gave up those two personal fouls, I was just like, "Are you are you kidding me?" Like you, the guy that's supposed to be their number one, their their best player on their team gets like thrown out of the game for targeting, and then they give up. You know, ticky tacky like PI call with no time on the clock, which is classic Pac-12. I mean, just yeah, it's just I, I knew I was dead on arrival.
1: I, Pac-12 uh, refs submarineing their own
2: conference, classic. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a South Carolina homer, but I'm really. I'm not here. But you are. I think, I think Clemson <laughs> almost losing again is still not talked about enough. I mean, they should be or could be anyway 1 in 4 this year. BC yeah. blew it. They they easily could have won that game and they blew it down the stretch. Clemson looks Clemson looks terrible and I even said to you guys and and other buddies like I want to pull the trigger on Boston College plus 15, but like I just don't know if Clemson is we like when they're just going to flip a switch and turn yeah. it on. And it was not last it's, week. They, they looked awful. That's
3: what's so one of those games where like, you know, nobody's talking about taking Clemson, laying the points. So it just makes you kind of afraid to take BC, even though that's your gut pick.
2: Yeah. I mean, but, but like Clemson, Clemson has the athletes to put up a number anytime they want, if right. they get it right. And, I kind of keep waiting for them to get it right and they just haven't yet. Like I really wanted to bet BC last week. And I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it because I didn't want to like have this internal I told you so thing. You what's know, what's the
0: line? What's the look ahead line gonna be South Carolina versus Clemson this year? <laughs> oh,
2: well, the total in that game might be 26 and a half. <laughs> Defensive yeah. slug fest. They might win. Who Clemson's, knows? Clemson's uh 0 and
4: five against the spread. And yep. Oklahoma's one and four. It's like yeah. those two perennial teams in the playoff. Are I, we're just waiting for them to snap back? And I just don't think either of them are very good, right? Right.
1: Oregon one and four against the spread as well. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma one and four. Speaking of spreads, speaking of over and unders, let's give the people what they come into this podcast for: some picks this week. There is an electric slate of games. You have UMass. Connecticut squaring off 2:30. This podcast will definitely be previewing that game. I promise every listener that we will have a UMass UConn take before we wrap up. But given that we need to get the parlay picks together, let's start off with the Undertaker. He's already teased. He may oh, be wow. coming in with a pick that is going to stay on brand. Undertaker, the mic is yours.
4: Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. So three and zero the last three weeks on unders we're going to make it a fourth year and when i saw this game and i was scrolling it it just jumped at me and uh i couldn't wait to bet it when the lines got posted on my book today at noon um was pumped so i'm going to go to uh huntington west virginia uh for Marshall and old dominion and the over under is 65 and a half so from the you know the norfolk area so i follow ODU a little bit they're people, fans are annoying. But anyway, two weeks ago, ODU was down 27 to Buffalo. Um, They come back, they make it a one point game. They still lose. Last week, they traveled all the way across the country to El Paso, Texas, playing UTEP. They're down 17. They take the lead in the fourth quarter. They still lose. So coming back here off these two emotional losses, now they're going to travel to Marshall Uh, I think they've already given max effort the last two weeks. I think they're exhausted. I don't think they have anything left in the tank. Um, So I'm taking the under here. ODU was projected to be one of the worst Power 5 teams in the country. I think they've already sort of exceeded expectations the way they've been playing. Uh, Marshall's top 10 in the country in red zone defense, top 20 in opponent third down percentage, and that's against much better offenses than ODU. And I think the biggest thing for me, is when you're looking at a a total that's this high, that's in the mid-60s, typically both of those teams need to show up to get there. And I don't think ODU has anything left. I don't think they're going to muster much more than maybe 17 points. I don't see Marshall scoring 50. So I think this under is pretty safe. I think something like 38-17, maybe a touchdown to spare. So we're going under in the Marshall-ODU
2: game for four straight unders. Espo, how's your boy Ricky Rain doing over there at
0: ODU? So I actually was just about to chime in and say that the head coach at Marshall, Charles Huff, was the running backs coach at Penn State when Saquon Barkley was at Penn State. Yeah. And so I've been following him. And Marshall, he's kind of turning it around a little bit. Like They, they almost beat Appalachian State at a blackout Thursday night a few weeks ago. Ricky yeah. Rainey, I don't think is I don't think they're doing all that well. They canceled football last year.
4: Yeah, they didn't even want to play last year.
0: Didn't even want to play. 19. So I think that uh killed all their momentum. Uh I need to praise you, Rob. Your brain goes to places that mine have never gone when <laughs> they're football games. Uh and it's you know, you got the the miles covered in the air of they're flying to El Paso, they're coming back, their flight was delayed. I mean, Josh, think about it
4: yourself. You're a big bachelor party guy. You Know you're expending a lot of energy in these <laughs> games. You fly to El Paso, you come back, they tell you, Oh shit, you almost won that one, but you didn't. Sorry, good try. Now you got to take a bus to West Virginia. ODU's not flying there, they're taking a bus.
0: Unbelievable. The guy knows I, the team's traveling. I mean, how
4: how how can you get up for that? And how can you That's get a, up and score points to cover an over? You it's can't.
2: A, you're not it's wrong. a great, it's a great handicap. You can't. Like Espo said, I my brain was not on that game, but now it is, and I'm gonna lay yeah. it straight. Also, because I, I love I think, the handicap. I think you
4: guys should. A little two o'clock game. Probably not gonna be on TV. Maybe the CBS Sports Network. I might have. I was to... just
2: thinking CBS. Yeah, Sports
4: that's a favorite. According of to of the, the book, uh... it's
1: also on Facebook. So, oh, you know, okay. Just pull up your little social media channels. <laughs> Don't want to put it on TV. On. Not enough points. Again, that's another right.
4: one of those good ones. You kind of plug into the action app. Two o'clock kick. You kind of check at two twenty one. No updates. Cash. <laughs> now, that did was not the case last week. That was a full-blown panic. Panic. I was week. just gonna say the <laughs> only awesome.
1: word you can pick. Holy was
4: panic. fuck. 21 anyway,
1: nothing. It's like, oh no.
4: So my my pick that that just missed the cut that I would have done if I wasn't having such success with the overs is gonna be Ohio State at home. Uh 20 and a half against Maryland. Um, I think Ohio State knows that if they run the table, they can make the playoffs. Ryan Day's been known to step on throats when he can. I don't think he has much respect for Maryland or their coach. Um, the biggest thing for me is how does Maryland kind of get up off the mat after last week? You've got a, a blackout, a Friday night, your fans are hyped, and you just get the doors blown off you by Iowa. Um, you know, everyone on campus is probably telling you you suck. They're talking about basketball season you know, you're traveling to Ohio state who I think is probably looks like they figured it out. CJ Stroud's coming around a little bit. Three touchdowns seems pretty short to me. So I think they cover that and I'm probably going to lay the first half as well, which should be just under two touchdowns. I would think it seems pretty doable.
1: First half looks juicy. Yeah. Real juicy. All right. The undertaker's on the board four unders in a row. Let's move up to our other lone Well, Sorry, dual winner, but we've got another person who picked up a win last week. So Espo, what do you got this week, week six?
0: I'm going all the way to the Pacific Northwest this week, and I am going to be traveling to the great state of Washington, where the Washington State Cougars will be hosting the Beavers from Oregon State. I am taking the Beavers or Oregon from Oregon State minus three and a half against Washington State for many, many reasons. Number one, Oregon State is four and one against the spread this year. Wazoo is two and three. Oregon State has a turnover margin of plus seven, good for ninth in the country. When you're playing on the road, you get the other team to turn the ball over once or twice, gives you a few extra possessions, at least get some points to lengthen the the margin of victory. Um, But most importantly, Oregon State averages 230 yards of rushing per game on the ground, while Wazoo only rushes for 117. Um, I just think that Wazoo is never going to have the football in this game because of the ground game from Oregon State, because of the turnover margin. Um, this is kind of the best year that Oregon State's had in football in a really, really, really long time. I think they're feeling themselves. Um, I think when programs are, on, or programs are on the rise, whether it's for a few years or for one individual season, this is the type of game where they're like, we want to run up the score. Um, I don't really understand why the line's three and a half. Uh, on Odd Shark, it's supposed to be a nine-point game, uh, and I think the line should be five and a half, six and a half. So um, I am riding the Beavers from Corvallis, Oregon, to cover three and a half against the Cougars in Washington State this week. That game's in Washington State, right? Game is in Washington State. It's a four p.m. Eastern kick, which means it's a one p.m. local kick on the Pacific Northwest. How many fucking Washington state students are, are going to get out of bed and go uh, throw on their crimson to go try to fire up the home team. I don't think it's going to be a raucous crowd. It'll be kind of sleepy. I think Oregon state rolls them.
4: Yeah. But on Oregon state the last two weeks, it's been fun. They're good.
2: They are Re- really good running backs. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic cover team
1: too. We talked about them week one or week two, I think coming off of a road cover, um, they, they know that team always shows up, doesn't matter where. We got that just missed the cut, Espo.
0: Just missed the cut. We're getting a little gross here. Grimy uh, time. It's, it's grimy time. And uh, I'm taking the UTEP minors minus two and a half for Southern Miss. For the record,
1: I, I absolutely love this pick. Love this pick. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was your A pick.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Uh, UTEP's four
2: and one. Break, breaking news: Jeff thinks Josh's A pick will lose this week. No, 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 no. I like both
0: picks. I like both <laughs> oh, picks for the debate. Jeez, are you, or are you
1: sucking up, Jeff? Don't put me on the one. spot. No, I wouldn't. Josh knows I would never do that to him. Jeff and I,
0: for the listeners out there, Jeff and I used to live together. If there's one thing he doesn't do, it's suck up to me. <laughs> Thank you for uh, that. the miners from UTEP uh, are four and one against the spread this year. Southern Miss is one and four. Uh, UTEP their only loss this year is to Boise State. Like, they're a good football team in their league, in their conference, in their division, um, and they're only giving up 107 yards per game on the ground. I don't see how Southern Miss is going to produce much of any offense. Um, The line being two and a half seems a little fishy to me, but I don't see any way that this game doesn't end in UTEP winning by at least double digits.
1: Really underrated team.
4: I bet you type already myself isn't Southern miss is on their fourth string quarterback. I read something about
1: that. You know, see what they got. Yeah. Southern misses offense. Hasn't even been good. Even with their first string, second string, or whatever string quarterback they've been on this year. So yeah, I
4: think they have statistically the worst offense in FBS. Do you want to know who has second to worst? No. Clemson,
1: Clemson, South Carolina,
4: <laughs> Wisconsin.
1: Oh, yeah. tough. Ooh, that makes okay. sense tough look for the batters when your defense is that good and your offense doesn't know how to football so bad. Oh God. If I'm Jim Leonard, I'm looking for a new job at the end of this season. Cause it doesn't really seem like it's going to go in a positive direction
2: or he could be the head coach.
1: Also true. That's a great point. Cause he played there. I'm sure he would Try love waiting. that gig. Yeah. I'm sure he'd love that gig. All right. With that then. So we've got Espo on the board with Oregon state minus three and a half against Washington state. Moving through the rest of the picks here, let's kick it over to our other. Let's go Bechtel here. Bechtel three one and one on the season. Who you got this week?
3: Thanks, Jeff. Uh, You know, just trying to to, you know rebound off of last week. Uh, You know, look at my stats, trying to make you know pump myself up a little bit. You know, the parlay picks plus they missed the cut for me have been seven two and one this year. Um, So I've been going with my gut, trying to filter out all the noise and I'm trying to do that with this pick. Um, so I'm going to Oklahoma, Texas, uh, and I'm taking under 63 and a half. Uh, this is the reason why I think. Oklahoma, <laughs> so I think Oklahoma, one, there's been a lot of complaints about Spencer Rattler. The offense has not looked the way they want it. They're still five and oh, I just think that on the road at Texas, he'll struggle a little bit.
2: Neutral site.
3: Sorry, neutral site. Um, he'll, he'll still struggle in this game a little bit. It, it's a big game for the program, yada, yada. Texas wants to run the ball, which is a little bit different than like the Ellinger days. And the only thing that really Oklahoma does well on defense is stop in the rush. Um, they're giving up 83 yards a game. Um, and I think the, te- the defenses that Texas has faced and you look at Texas tech TCU, they rank at the bottom of the big 12 in terms of their just overall defensive rankings. So I think this number, it, it's going to be a tighter game than you think. And there's going to be harder points to find out there. So you know, Oklahoma 41, Texas 21. That's an under. Um, so I like them this week. A I like
4: it under, baby. Join the join the squad. Let's
3: get it. Yeah, you know, just I'm, I'm going over the dark side at this point. Both yeah. mats on unders. Wow, sharp. We're very sharp. Well, just like last week, watching that. Um, watching that the. the under or the over that jeff was on it just you just realize you know shit like you stall out you know in the inside five ten yards and you're kicking field goals it's just the worst six field goals
1: i think four of them were shorter than 28 yards just and a lot of
0: a lot of college offenses struggle in the red zone big time and oklahoma oklahoma has all year because their line and running game have been shit they can't
3: mash anyone you're right i don't think texas is going to go away from trying to run the ball too and I, I think if you have a decent rush defense, you're gonna, instead of getting four yards, you're getting two yards. And then it's just eating the clock, eating the clock, eating the clock. And that's that's kind of what I'm counting on here. So Oklahoma better show up and play some rush D. Who just missed like the, the cut for uh, Just missed the cut. Um, so actually uh, one of our good friends in the desert, Brad Powers was tweeting out some stuff. Uh, Encourage good people friend. to follow him. You know, he's fallen on tough times. Bloody but brand. anyway, a little nuggety throughout there is that Utah is actually owned for against the spread this year, which is one of the worst in college football and missing by an average of 9.1 points per game, boys. Um, USC hasn't actually won a game at home yet this year. Um, so I like them to, oh, San Jose State, me a couple there, but against a real opponent, all right? They haven't really beaten anybody at home. So, I like them to cover the three. Um, I think Corey, uh, Charlie Brewer, the transfer from Baylor. Uh, he's kind of had a down year. Usually, he's up around like a 60 something percentile for completions. He's down the 55s. Kyle Slovis was pretty good. Um, so, I, I kind of like them to just kind of get right, get one at home here. I um, was impressed with how they kind of just rolled over Colorado. So we've
1: got matt then on the board with texas oklahoma under 63 points at the cotton bowl i am quickly trying to confirm that that is what the current line is i believe i can come back around to this if i need an update yep under 63 and a half under 63 and a half official pick there for oklahoma texas at the cotton bowl um any thoughts on that or should we kick it over to which this really pains me to say the only person on the podcast with multiple losses this year.
2: Ouch! God, does takes, that have some
4: pride this week, Mark? Does
2: that hurt to say or what? It doesn't feel good. Um, I will quick, quick apology. I guess solo apology here. West Virginia laid a huge stinky egg against Texas Tech at home. Never had the lead. Got down seventeen nothing early. It was just. It was bad. I expected a lot more from Dagie, the home crowd, Neil Brown, just nothing from West Virginia. I mean, they made it a game close, but uh, the cover was hadn't never had a chance. So I apologize. We are going to move away from favorites for the time being. Go back to my bread and butter underdogs. I love the ECU Pirates this week. Plus 10 at UCF. Um ECU has played really close tough hard games all year. They outplayed South Carolina my boys 4 weeks ago uh in week 2 probably should have won the game. Since then they do have 3 wins in a row, some of them in dramatic comeback fashion. They are pretty well coached with a veteran quarterback and Holt Nailers, a really good rushing attack with Keaton Mitchell. I really I just like the way ECU hangs around. UCF, on the other hand, they're in a bad spot here. They've lost two in a row. They got shut out 17-0 in the fourth quarter last week to previously winless Navy, who fired their one of their coordinators after week one, I believe it was. That was a horrendous loss for UCF and for the American Conference as a whole. Dylan Gabriel still out. Quarterback, you know, unsteady quarterback play uh, right now for the Knights. They also play at number five Cincinnati Rops sneaky playoff pick next week. So I, I just really hate the spot for UCF. They have to get up off the mat after a horrendous loss to, uh, to Navy while looking ahead to Cincy, uh, against a tough team conference opponent who probably knows them pretty well. I just, I think ECU plus 10 is a lock. I, I mean, frankly, I love the pick. Um, Hopefully you guys are on board. I just don't see any way UCF demolishes them with where they are as a program and the Cincinnati game on deck. Do you see UCF starting linebacker just enter the transfer portal yesterday? They're uh, they're in they're in bad they're in a bad way right now. Yeah, Shocker. not there, a good look.
0: I there are a few things I love more than fading Gus Malzahn. It is yeah. so much fun to so do. predictable. Any opportunity you give me to do so, I am all in. Let's
2: we're gonna do have it then go go pirates plus. We're two. gonna yeah, have a section. I, I like
3: that, Mark. You're you're gonna get right here. I'm gonna be on that this
1: My, week. Uh, oh, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was gonna say we we just had a Gus Malzahn mention. We're gonna talk about LSU football here in a moment with alma mater picks, but. I agree when it comes to Gus Malzahn, there's some similarities between Ed O. Um, yeah. So a little, little preview here, which we'll get to the the Tigers here. But what just missed the cut for you, Mark?
2: Just missed the uh, cut. I'm going to uh, steal Rop's thunder a little bit with uh, before we get to Alma Maters, but I love Virginia Tech this week. Love them. Currently, the line is them. They'll probably close as a favorite at home, playing stadium at night. They have, uh, they're have they coming off a bye week and then a home game against Richmond the week before. So they've basically had two weeks to prepare for this game. They are better than Notre Dame in general. Notre Dame only rushes for 82 yards per game, which is 124th in the country against a team in Virginia Tech who only gives up 15 points a game anyway. How are they going to be able to run the ball? Additionally, when you can't run the ball, it doesn't really help out the passing game. I, I like the under in this game. Uh, a little bit, too, but I like Virginia Tech more. And I think they win handily at least a touchdown against Notre Dame this week. Wow. Please happen. Please. If that happens, Mark. We're, we're going to sizzle. I'm going to take, take my pants off. <laughs> I love the Hokies this week. Pants are off.
1: All right. So that locks in ECU plus 10 against UCF this week. That will be our fourth pick, I will carry us home this week coming off the loss in the Texas TCU over 65 again disappointing disappointing showing from those two offenses looked really good in the first half Um, i'm off the totals this week i I Actually, I also want to call out Louisiana Tech's cover against NC State. Uh, Damn the COVID protocols and the Louisiana Tech's quarterback actually being able to play because that was a fun one. uh, And I wish I would have been able to keep that as my A pick. But this week, I'm going back to a conference that gets very little love. On this podcast, but I tend to find a way to factor in the Mac, Mac Daddy each week. I think if I go back through my picks since 2017, I get at least two or three Mac shin picks in there before the season's up. And this will be my first this year Western Michigan minus 11 against Ball State at home. Western Michigan, as a football team, beat Pittsburgh, has played well this season. Their offense and defense complements each other very well. And this week, after playing around a little bit last week with totals, I'm going to go to things that are known commodities. And Western Michigan's offense with Caleb Ellerby and their wide receiver Sky Moore are a known commodity. Ball State's offense is known to be horrendous. Their offense ranks near dead last across all major categories this year, and their defense doesn't stack up that well either. Western's an 11-point favorite at home. I think their team, their cohesion, and some of the wins they've had this year set up really well for them, uh, especially to make a run in the MAC. And this is a, an interconference conference game. I think Western won't take Ball State lightly, even though Ball State struggled this year. So I'm taking... Western minus eleven against the Cardinals. Anybody got any? I, you guys are all Big Mac fans, so I
4: love the Mac. But Mac on Saturday is kind of weird for me. I, yeah, I tend I wait, to I wait. wait
2: till, like, I wait till, yeah, I wait till yeah, later remember. in October for Tuesday, yep. Wednesday Mac.
0: Yeah, baby. I, was I respect say, it. I respect it. I love it. It, it feels weird like watching a Mac game when it's like light out and it's not like a Tuesday or Wednesday.
4: Yeah, there's not like 12 people in the stands, and it looks like it's seven right. degrees outside, and the the turf looks like it's just hard as hell, it's made of, of some directional schools. That's
2: sweet. It's just we, awesome. We joke about like Illinois, Indiana noon games with Beth Mowins, but there's nothing better than a Tuesday night Akron Northern Illinois game yes, in 20 weird degree stuff temps. Happening. Yep. God.
3: By the way, only only team in uh, NCAA double uh, NCA football five and zero against the spread Bowling Green. How about yeah. them? Yeah, Got
4: yeah. it. Big time. Fun yeah, fact man. for you. I don't think they cover this week. Fun fact.
1: Love it, love it. But let's get to that here in a minute. Rock, Rock with a C pick. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, that was a free one. Like Akron, go Zips. Come Alabama to the parlay. Get all of Rob's cards. <laughs> And that's the thing with the Mac, right? Those midweek games, we never make midweek games on this card. So got to give the action, some love Western Michigan, three, one, right. and one against the spread ball state one and four. I like the Broncos. My B pick is a game that we've already touched on a little bit. Arkansas Ole Miss going back and forth on this one, but Arkansas plus five and a half is the line that I like. Um, again, known commodities. And for me, this, this, with Arkansas's defense. I know they got shellacked last week. A lot of that came. They had the blocked punt, short fields for Georgia. I think Arkansas can bow up. I like their coaching staff. I like what Pittman's doing there. I think Arkansas, and even with KJ Jefferson maybe being a little banged up, I think they're going to be able to get their points against Ole Miss. And I think Ole Miss will come up against another defense like Alabama's that will slow them down. So I like the dog getting points here. Um, Not my A-pick. Happy with it in the B pick, but looking forward to watching that game. I think it's actually going to be wildly entertaining. Um, Also, think the under is definitely in play in Arkansas, Ole Miss. Um, So that's kind of where I'm going this week. Love me some action, uh, and and certainly will enjoy the SEC and mid afternoon Arkansas plus five and a half. Go Hogs!
3: I like it. Hogs were good to us, you know. So
1: the parlay card before we get into alma mater picks this week is Oklahoma, Texas, under 65 and a half ECU plus 10 against UCF, Oregon State minus three and a half versus Washington State, Marshall ODU under 65 and a half, the Undertaker reigns again, and then we'll round that card out with Western Michigan minus 11 against Ball State. Those are the five picks this week. We have to get into alma mater picks. Alma mater picks cover a couple of the biggest matchups and we have to start top 5 in Kinnick, Iowa, Pennsylvania yes.
2: State. Josh, give us the pick. <laughs> what a weird line, huh?
3: Um, yeah, it's 63 and a half by the way for Texas Oklahoma, but thank you. Just 60, to make sure we got that there. 63, thank you.
0: Stomachs and knots. Um, it's just Iowa it's just always tough like it doesn't really matter what the, the matchup is there's just so many implications with this game like it's so important for the landscape. Um, I think Penn State wins the game alright so i'm going to take us to cover i'm not, not really going to say much more. Um, two elite defenses I just I think we have the talent and we've done it before on the road in, at Iowa in tough scenarios.
1: Quiet confidence going into Kinnick. I love it. It's not a night game. It. 4 p.m.
2: The uh, afternoon helps the road team. Totally afternoon, does.
0: Afternoon helps the road team. Clifford won at night there two years ago. So he's done it there. Um, I just know it's going to be three hours of, like, just painstaking misery the entire time. So, <laughs> that's that's what, Do you remember where for that game? That's why you root. That is why you root for these games. Say that again, Bechtel. I was going to say, do you remember where we were for that game? All of us
3: were in – I think all of us except for Mark were in the same place.
0: We were in the basement of Penn Social. Um, We fed Noah Kane the entire fourth quarter. I got absolutely fucking wasted. It was a great great night. Um, Party at
1: Billingsley.
0: <laughs> oh, I might be right I was thinking of the Gizo wedding. <laughs> yeah, we
4: were also we were at Gizo's wedding at some Annapolis bar for that, that one. They, I they was right? that there
0: Right, I was <laughs> traced through a walk off yeah. touchdown of Jawan Johnson. That was the that safe, was sick, sick night. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I just it's simple. I think we win the game, so I think we cover.
2: Love it. I'll go next, Jeff, because nobody wants to hear about South Carolina, Tennessee. I was going to go in order of game importance and you were going to be last, but sure. Go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess we were thinking about the same. That's why I'm going, you know, towards the front. Shout I'll out be John quick. Ma. Tennessee rolling out black jerseys for a noon game. Like idiots, South Carolina plus 10 and a half set it and forget it, baby.
0: It is honestly like so fucking lame. Like they're doing
2: yeah. So lame. Black and, out at lame. Noon. and I Tennessee put, put a, uh, shit pumping on Missouri last week but I think 10 and a half points is still a lot of points for them to be favored over anybody right now and forgetting what right, time of Mark I real
4: day. quick I'd like to go back to the your your history here have you not picked Carolina yes. to cover a I week actually against week an FBS school
2: week Oh uh, well week one I picked Eastern Illinois and and lost that one and I would like to say I did pick us plus six against Kentucky. We only lost by or, or plus five and a half and we lost by six. So it's not yeah. like I've been far off base and that's the only <laughs> time South Carolina has not covered all year. So yeah. put some and respect ECU on game the Gamecocks.
4: Didn't, didn't feel like a cover, but I yeah, guess we never, did, didn't we? never in doubt, baby. Okay. Okay. Just, I, I love it, man. The blind
1: faith is great. Thank you. Confidence, the swagger. Uh, let's go to a place where it's going to be – is this a night game, Rob, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech? Oh, my 730 God. 7.30 ACC Network. The electricity. Give me the why, pick. Why is that game on ACC Network? That's that's an abomination. I, I don't know.
4: What's the ESPN game?
1: Uh, uh, ABC is Michigan, Nebraska. ESPN? Well, that's uh, probably
0: – there's an SEC game probably, right? I see TCU-Texas Tech as the ESPN no, game.
4: It's, it's Tech, Texas A&M-Bama is the ESPN game. That's why. That's 7. Uh, no, that's on CBS. Mm, no, the 3:30 game is yes. Auburn. No,
1: Alabama Texas and is CBS. CBS has a double header. ES- yeah. ESPN I don't know
2: Texas if Tech has TCU. A night game. Anyway,
4: uh very weird.
2: Yeah. Oh, I- ESPN, yeah, TCU Texas Tech. That's stupid. Pathetic.
4: I don't know. Um quickly my pick, Notre Dame minus 1. No questions at this time, please
1: okay simple and to the point well okay
4: fine i'll I'll quickly expand in 15 seconds this is the best virginia tech team in a couple years and this is probably the worst notre dame team in a couple years notre dame's coming off uh two max effort games virginia tech is coming off a couple of not so effort games in a bye week uh virginia tech should win this game at night at home if fuente wants to keep his job i don't think he wants to keep his job i don't think this is a game that he wins. And I'm going to be frustrated as hell. If I was in the parking lot with a bunch of bourbon and gingers in, we, in me, oh my God, I'd have a huge bet on Virginia Tech. But it just doesn't it's, feel like Fuente's the guy. So this we'll, is a see, weird, I hope
2: he proves me wrong. And I hope he cashes Mark's pick. But you this know. is a weird handicap for you because you literally, you kind of, not the... You picked a side in this game, but you went against ODU because they just came off two max effort games, and now you're picking Notre Dame after two max effort games. So hold on, but so. if you heard me, if
4: you recap, if you rewind the tape, there is no reason for Virginia Tech should not win this game. There's a lot of factors that say they should win coming off a bye. Notre Dame's coming off two max efforts. I just, I don't know. Rob Virginia is, Tech, Rob is like- I'm frustrated with it, you know. I'm like fading himself. I'm right. right. I'm reverse jinxing. I'm Other fading myself. Other than
2: the West Virginia game, Virginia Tech's looked good. And they they should have won that. I mean, that first and
4: goal from the four right. to, go, well, to go up with two minutes left.
2: They were losing. I mean, they were losing most of the game. Sure. So it's not like You they got to have 60 won, minutes, but they had a chance. You got to win. play 60. But, yeah,
4: Virginia Tech has looked pretty good. Um, Virginia Tech wins by a touchdown. I would love to see it, Mark. Like I said, my pants will be off. There you go. There you go.
1: Well, you said no questions at this time when I was thinking that would be a perfect segue to kick it over to the LSU Tigers and what may be a preview of Ed Ordrin's post-game press conference. But let's see what our LSU alma mater thinks about the Tigers and the Wildcats this weekend.
4: Oh, sad. So sad.
3: Oh, dude. I don't know, man. It's just, it's awful. Like, I, I want O to succeed. And then I'm I'm seeing a lot of stuff you guys are sending me. You know, I was caught, caught lightning in a bottle. You know, he had a the star QB one year, unbelievable transfer, all world team. But like I, I'm I'm very concerned. LC plays like four ranked opponents in their next next four games. You know, they're, they're seven and three against Kentucky in their last 10. It's just I think they're just so one dimensional. And the problem is Kentucky's got a pretty good D and if all they do is try to chuck it 50 times a game, uh, Kentucky's just going to sit back and say okay, sure, we're just going to eat all these passes and it's just I'm beside myself that a university, the University of Louisiana doesn't have a guy that can like run the ball 4 yards. It just doesn't make any sense to me and I hope the O adjusts, but it I'm I'm fearing for him. I I really thought this guy was going to be, you know, the patron state of lsu football and and this could be it his seat is hot it, it's it's awful i'm so reading key. every article it's just and, and then the stuff with darius guys is not good so I, I don't know what's the pick the the pick is the under oh definitely take the under if you, if you if you're betting put your money on the under uh if i'm betting with my heart and for O to keep his job i mean if you watch that fucking game Bo Nick should have been tackled like five times. You've got guys with, I don't, I don't know what their GPAs are, man. But like, how do you not just like adjust at some point in the game and be like, hey, like if we just don't run by this guy and look like an idiot, we'll gang tackle him and the game's over. And it's just so frustrating because they're so undisciplined. If you're probably taking a side, you take Kentucky. Oh, okay, he's
1: on. Frustrated LSU fans. Um, I'll
3: round it <laughs>
1: Yeah,
4: Jeff. Here I'm interested
1: to hear the Michigan take.
4: Seems like a very slippery Jeffrey line there, so three and a half.
1: So slippery. How do you look at a team that's top ten, coming off a huge win, going to play Nebraska, who's lost to Illinois and beat couple Nova. max
2: efforts in a row, right, Rob?
1: That's yeah, right. A big max, max effort efforts. game against Wisconsin. Couldn't Can't agree the bell every day. Couldn't agree more. A big sadly big win against Rutgers I don't know how to say that without sounding like an idiot because how can you have a big win against Rutgers but they battled right I think I've gone back and forth the public play is 1000 percent going to be Nebraska minus three and a half everything I've listened to says Nebraska plus three and a half I think at this point we're probably the best bet in this game is under 15 and a half I think Michigan is going to be able to slow down their run game I don't think Michigan is going to pop for a bunch of points. I'm seeing something in the neighborhood of twenty-one to thirteen Michigan is my is my take. I think they're gonna cover, but this line stinks. Flat out stinks. So under 50 and a half is my Michigan pick this week. But they're gonna win. They, they will win though. They will they win. They will the win. Game. They will win. There's a different, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink a little bit of the Kool-Aid Mark serving. There's a little bit of a different vibe this year. We won a game in October that mattered, and that's all I have to say. We haven't done that in a long time. So let's see what they got this week. I just thought this was going to be a chalk-up W to start the season, and it's it's not that, and the line would very much say that it's not that.
2: This, this could be a um, tenure-defining game for Scott Frost, maybe? Exactly. Got a ton to play for. Totally agree. If totally he wins, agree. gets a little bit of goodwill with, so, with the fan so- base. If he loses you know, maybe the fan base in Nebraska was expecting a win and this puts his seat even hotter. Totally. It's uh, I, you know, Nebraska could play with a lot of urgency in this game.
1: Here's um, the deal. If you're Nebraska and you win this game, you've got Minnesota next and Purdue, both games you could win. That gets you bowl eligibility because after that, you have Ohio state, Wisconsin, and Iowa, and you are unlikely to win any of those games. So if you're talking about a season defining stretch, it's right now. So that's why this week, absolutely stinks to night game in lincoln those things don't add up well oh so it's just we
2: tease so we tease nebraska to plus nine and a half who says no i would oh i would oh, god i would encourage you to consider that what
1: 21, time's
0: 21 13 what time's kick in 7
1: or six thirty in lincoln are they wearing
0: are they wearing stupid black jerseys
1: i haven't seen it but that would make more sense than what tennessee's doing this week so Correct.
3: we'll see I feel like the road unis you guys were wearing last week. That felt like a winner when I was looking at it. Blue
1: pants. I loved it. Different. Something, some some style.
4: Some style. Um, We're rooting for you, man. No days off in the Big Ten, right, boys? That's right. That's right. Got
1: to grind.
3: Um, Also, ESPO, big business meeting this week. All right. For some of us that have a 37 to 1 ticket on, uh, you know, Penn State, Nittany Lions, let's get it done. Josh doesn't want to hear it.
0: 37 to 1. What about fucking four years of -of out-of-state tuition? How's that
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's have, priceless. I promised the, li- promise the listeners we would break down the toilet bowl this week. We, we got UMass. We got Connecticut. We got Connecticut minus three and a half. Quick around the horn, gut pick. Espo, Connecticut or UMass?
0: UMass. The state is the pride of New England. Men at UMass men. plus oh, men three at and men. a half.
4: Go Iraq, what do we got? No, I'm going to go UConn. I've bet against UConn twice this year. Both times they've burned me. Backdoor against Army. Had some pride last week. Should have won against Vanderbilt. This week they get it showing some heart. UConn as the only covers. person
2: as the only person on this podcast with a documented pick in a Yukon game this year, and I won that game, thank you. I'm going against the Huskies <laughs> oh this week, taking UMass. That <laughs> was a joke. Who you got?
3: You're a joke. You know, I mean, I've actually got the uh the Vanderbilt Yukon game, like the recap uh, they're they're doing the replay right now on ESPN, but I kind of like UConn, man. They they got some guys that look like football players. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> remember,
1: oh my remember god. week one? Remember week one when Bechtel wanted to take US as his pick? Who, yeah. who could forget it? Who could forget it? Was, does it was not 37 have football and a half. And half, you know? And the Pittsburgh Panthers covered against yeah, UMass. Covered, yeah, yeah. I'm taking UConn as well. I think they're sadly a better team. I don't even know how that sentence makes sense, but they're a better team than UMass. That'll do it this week. Week six, of the Parlay Like a Champion podcast again. Oklahoma, Texas under sixty three and a half. ECU plus ten. Oregon State minus three and a half. Marshall, ODU under sixty five and a half. Western Michigan minus eleven. Good luck to the to the bets this week. Hold uh, we on, real to, quick, please. I got to ask a
4: question, Mark. Oh. If this parlay were to lose, huh. where do you, where is the best chance that it loses?
2: This is which make pick, it, pick
4: make it
1: snappy here.
4: Do you not like the most?
2: Um, that's that's tough. Uh I would say if I had to pick one, you yeah, you, you got to pick. It would be the Oklahoma-Texas under, but, oh. I, still but I, I like lot, but I like the pick. Espo
1: caught in the crosshairs last week. His pick wins. Bechtel caught in the crosshairs this week. Let's bring it home, boys. Five and zero week. Week six. We'll see you again next week on Parlay Like a Champion podcast.